Hey there, welcome to It's Past My Bedtime, dude. It's Tanya here. That doesn't really mean anything to you right now, but maybe it will with time. In this show, we'll be talking to the artists within techno and adjacent within EDM who have been keeping me up way past my bedtime in an endless hole of their music. And we'll be doing that past my bedtime. On the first chapter of this journey to confront every dance artist getting in the way of my sleep, we have on an artist who has withheld my sleep for years. He's collaborated with artists like Deadmau5 and Tommy Trash to one of my favorites, Io. You've read the title already, so I don't know why I'm beating around the bush here. You know who I'm talking about. It's Nomana. You might have seen him play some of your favorite festivals like EDC, Ultra, Shambhala. While much of his discography was released on Dead Mouse's label Mousetrap, his latest string of singles were distributed by another highly respected label, Monster Cat. Nomana is a project that's carved out a special niche, bringing together pixel art, video game references, and a crisp, beautiful production for a full AV experience. I sat down with him backstage just before his show at Rum Runners in London, Ontario, because there are more than London UKs in this world. It was midnight. It was a day after the biggest snowstorm the city had seen so far this year. Nomena was fully thawed. The openers were opening up the night and it was loud. You're basically getting a set with this conversation. Here's Nomana. Good. I mean, I've been telling everyone, you know, like one more than yesterday because it's like so cold. But yeah, doing, doing pretty good. I've been enjoying the shows in Canada. Always having a good time here. That's yeah. good. That's cool. So you're playing London tonight. You played Toronto yesterday. You played Edmonton before. Yeah. Between all the cities, the Canadian cities, is there a different vibe between them, or do they all start to feel the same at some point? I mean, I put like like all the crowd like the Canadian crowd just like all in one box because I always feel like they give off this the same energy you know it's it's so like uh, intimate I guess is the right word or just it's it's a lot of energy I, I think like here though in particular like whenever I play in London because it's like a college town right it's just, people are here to have a good time and and you know that's what I'm here for <laughs> yeah, I agree I feel like the crowd in London no offense to Toronto I'm originally from Toronto so whatever yeah. but like <laughs> the crowd here is way better um that's just my opinion i see it <laughs> i mean yeah no no fit no fits in toronto either but but like you know it's it, it's a different vibe i wouldn't say it's like toronto's any worse like like i i still like you know i i love being in toronto you know it's 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 good keeping it diplomatic we appreciate it it's okay. <laughs> so on nights where there isn't a girl sticking a mic in front of your face before a show what are you doing to prepare? Are you drinking? Are you partying? Are you eating? Are you watching ASMR videos on YouTube? <laughs> like, what's the deal? Um, I was supposed to sleep today, to be honest, but I just, I don't know. It's, you know, the in, in the age of 
fucking TikTok and, and, and Reels just kept me up and I you know couldn't go to sleep. I think yesterday I tried to do the same thing and then I just found this YouTube channel called uh, Super Random, like um, Real Life Lore and they just talk about like history about the world. I'm su super nerdy. <laughs> um, but yeah, like usually um, on tour, uh, before the show, I'll, I'll, I'll um, go into the city and find the best place to eat, find the best place to drink, because I'm, I'm also like a tourist when I do this thing, like like I'm, I'm on vacation and I work at night. And, um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge foodie, so like I usually try and find the best restaurants before I go. Like, so it's uh, also way past your bedtime, yeah. but you're still eating around. I like that. That's yeah. cool. A couple of weeks ago on the show, we were talking a lot about how dance music with dark undertones tends to sometimes have, like it resonates with audiences a lot. It tends to leave some sort of legacy and footprint with audiences. And I feel like your music is not so far from that in that it feels like there's a lot of longing in it. It feels a little bit melancholic, not in a depressed way, just like yeah. there's an intense desire in it. Like when I hear strangers, the first few notes, I'm just like in shambles, <laughs> just like weeping. It's so good. And I mean that in the best way possible. Thank I feel you. like I go through like all of these past memories and experiences, all these happy things, and then I'm dropped into the present uh, and trying to figure things out all. But I want to know, how do you feel about that? And is the person behind No Mana wistful? Where does that come from? Um, so... I guess if, if I had to really think about it, I, I, I do find myself to be a very pensive person. Like I'm um, at home, like, or I don't know how to explain it. Like I, I, I would I would say that I'm a pretty quiet person and I'm, I'm always like thinking about something and and I don't want to say that it's like, like I'm, I'm depressed like a lot of the times and that's why it's like I'm making this like melancholic music I, I don't know I think I think like most of the time it's just like melodies that sound cool to me and 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 are a little bit more um, uh, serious if that makes sense because I feel like I'm kind of a serious person half the time even though a lot of people like a lot of my friends see me as like a very sarcastic and like someone with a lot of cynical humor I guess um, I don't know. I, I and I, I think me as a person, I'm also like very sentimental about like um, like old memories, like like old relationships and and memories with friends and um, you know like it could be like breakups or or serious like life life events and and I think those emotions kind of roll onto like when I'm making music that kind of reflects onto what I'm making. I like that. Yeah. There's a lot of like there's like a isolation to it and a pensiveness to it but also a lot of beauty and joy like there's this like rainbow like there's this beauty yeah. to a lot of it as well yeah and i think it's like as opposed to like like for example um i i think what i see in a lot of medium nowadays is it's a lot about um a lot of the music is a lot of this a lot of the music is kind of like about um it's fun right it's designed yeah. to be played at a club or trying to be happy and 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 like just you know do dumb stuff in a nightclub or something like that, but I think like when I'm making music, it's 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 a little bit more serious than that, I think. And I hear you talking a lot in interviews about like you are a self-proclaimed introvert. I'm an introvert, so I get it. I'm just good <laughs> at masking it sometimes. But as someone who's working within EDM, within dance music, that's often seen from the outside as this very like 
extroverted industry yeah. with a lot of partying and like just you know having fun with friends all the time you don't really see the like i want to be by myself for a little bit i want to yeah. think i'm like the thinker what's that like for you and being on tour and being maybe more that kind of person it is you know i, I think for an extrovert those kinds of people are the kind of people who get a recharge, a personal recharge off of those experiences. Like, like they get more energy by interacting with other people. Whereas introverts, you know, us, we, I, I think like we can only handle so much of it and we need to recharge from it, which is like being at, I guess for me, like being home alone in the studio, like being away from everyone and trying to like recuperate from that, right? Um, yeah, so like, I, I guess like, you know, before I go tour out um, for the weekend, I just kind of like mentally prepare for that and try to recharge as much as possible so I can, you know, do stuff like this and play in front of a crowd and, you know, say hi to the fans after a show or something like that, yeah. Completely, completely get that. <laughs> when I play shows night after night for my family, I have to recharge as well, no kidding. Um, but uh, no, I totally understand that as an introvert too. And I think that's a perspective that I kind of think is missing a lot from the EDM scene as a whole. Yeah. Um, that introverts are there and it's like totally cool and functions as well. Yeah. I think some of what we were talking about earlier about how your music sounds, it's conveyed really well in your new singles with Monster Cat. I think yesterday is a very obvious example of that. Is there another approach or any new approaches you took when making music, like the new singles you just released? Um, what do you mean, like in terms of... Um, Production like, or how you went about it, what you were thinking about, etc., etc. Hmm. I guess when, when I'm approaching music making, um, you know, the, uh, aside from the emotional aspect from it, um, those, you know, sentimental memories that I kind of drive the influence from. Um, I think it also has to do with like what I was listening to while that memory was taking place. Like, like when I was, you know, hanging out with friends and you know going through breakups, I would listen to like, um, you know, Progressive House or right. Dead Mouse was a huge influence, so like I listened to him a lot um, when you know during high school, which is like where a lot of my memories come from. So I guess that's you know. The, I could say that's why my music would be very relatable to him or like um, similar to his. And since 2020, you haven't released a full-length album. It's been a lot of singles. Is there a greater sense of freedom that comes with just releasing singles and not having to think about putting together a whole album or EP? Um, I, I think singles are a good way to kind of test the waters a bit um, and experiment with various styles um, and that way we're kind of releasing frequently and trying to like kind of read the crowd a bit see how they react and, and see how they like like the music and that's kind of like where i'm at right now because i think for the past how long has it been like eight years that i've been doing this no mana thing it's been it, it, i've been experimenting with a lot of styles it's been like trance progressive house electro house techno and I, I've, I've always been wanting to kind of like stick to one thing even though like I, I feel like artists kind of like think that they have to do everything and, and, and put it all in one project but for me it's like I I want this project to be just one thing and, and, and I have a very like minimal 
uh, kind of mentality. So I, I just, I want No Mana to just be like one style of music instead of like various kinds of styles. So, um, gosh, I hope I'm not going off on a tangent. Oh, no. <laughs> and like even on the different styles you were talking about, a lot of artists, and with, I see this a lot within EDM specifically, the fans, they're, they get a little bit ruffled when their artist is venturing into a new sound, yeah. or they're starting, they sound even vaguely like another artist, or, you know, in the techno community, I see a lot when artists call their track techno, but if they don't actually define it as techno, it turns into a whole situation. Is that something you've dealt with from fans at all, or just listeners broadly? Um, I, mean, I, I guess because I've, well, since I started Omana, it's always been like, I have to make a song in 128 beats per minute, or else it's not an Omana song. And I do it as, kind of as like a joke like at first, but and then it became like this thing, like people can, can easily like identify me as that guy that makes repetitive music in 128 beats per minute. And, and I think that is also like, I do that because whenever I listen to music from another artist, I, there's something that I ex kind of expect from them, which is, I guess, taboo. I, I think some artists would disagree with me, like they would want to do yeah, like what saying, whatever they want to do, right? But as, as a listener, I think that's very important to me. Like if I'm going to listen to, um, gosh, who's a good example? Like like Eric Pritz, like I, I, I want to like listen to something that I know what to expect. And if I see him doing like dubstep out of the blue, I'm just like, what are you doing? He's selling out. And I've seen that happen. Like. Like I, I don't want to like name name off any artists, but like yeah. like like hardstyle. There's like this hardstyle right. DJ, and he, he just went off. Like he heard Flume once, and then he started making Future Bass. Right. I was like, what are you doing, dude? Like yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. Always like trying to capitalize on another sound. Yeah, it's like, yeah, exactly. Who are you? <laughs> Who are you? Right, right. Perpetual identity crisis. I get that. And in terms of fans, and I don't know if you brought this back because the fans or something you were sort of wanting to do for a little bit but at the end of 2022 you dropped an EP on Rez's label you brought back Iska from like the dead yeah. something you've like had going from 2013 in the background but we yep. haven't heard of for a while for people who are not familiar with Iska do you want to share a little bit about that maybe for fans who are really excited to hear more what we can expect yeah so um when I started making electronic music, I started off with that project, and then uh, No Man actually came two years later. Um, but yeah, I started with with Iska as um, like a very experimental um, uh, dubstep act, and um, I kind of um, what did what did I do? I, I launched it with with an with an LP. I think it was like like ten tracks called Tetraform. It's not out anywhere. It's just one of those like self-release. I think it was like on Bandcamp for I don't know x amount of years, and then I was like, "This sound sucks. I'm gonna take it <laughs> off." And <laughs> I, I do that with a lot of the the Iska releases, where like I I take I, I clean out my discography when I think that I've evolved in you know how much I know about production. Um, so yeah, the the project I. Um, Back then, I, I would enter like remix competitions, and I and I won one with a, I think Proto Hype had one in 2013, I think, okay. um, with his song Fly with Elena Ray. Yeah. Um, so I won that one, and then, um, um, you know, Firepower was an option. Um, what else happened with with this guy? I mean, just 
digging deep in, in, in the, the history of, of that project. Iskalore. <laughs> it, it was mostly like a SoundCloud thing, and then and then um, yeah, just it's it's so interesting because like during those years, I, I just became friends with a lot of people who made that kind of style of music, and then once I started making No Mana, I didn't really know how to work with those friends because they didn't make Electro House, right? Yeah. So you know, it's I think it's very exciting to like come back and and say like, oh, now I want to work with like G Jones, now I want to work with Resmore, now I want to work with Chi, and and all those like like heavy like experimental bass acts. That'd be, that'd be exciting. We were like so thrilled <laughs> for you to reconnect with that. Yeah, and, like, yeah. Get in that vibe again. Yeah. That's exciting. Um, I should have been dead was like a really really great track on that EP. Thank it went you. really hard. And I was listening to that, I'm like, this could be the person who brings together the techno kids and the other EDM <laughs> kids together. Are we ever gonna get a hard techno te track from you? A hard techno ISCA track? Or, or just like in general? Another project, anything. Yeah. Another pro I have thought about another project, uh, uh, like, a, like a techno alias. Yeah. As opposed to, cause like, you know, I, I don't think, I can make no like as as pretty as a brand looks with no mana, you know, pixel art colors and all that shit. I don't know if I can, get you know, get as dark branding. as I yeah. Yeah, I mean you could. But, I, I could, but, but I see your point. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, another idea was was making like I, I don't know I don't know if I've ever heard it before, but it's it, like techno dubstep. Is that a thing? Like if I could put that into I mean, the disco project. <laughs> like techno is becoming very diverse and open. Yeah. <laughs> do whatever you want. It's cool. I'm just I'm just gonna ruin it. I'm just gonna <laughs> You gotta do <laughs> make it. Make everyone hate techno again. <laughs> it's okay. Some of the techno purists need a little bit of a shake. It's yeah, okay. They it's need cool. some shock therapy. They need some shock therapy. It's okay. You can be the one. You can be the one. <laughs> I wanna talk maybe something that's a bit more personal. If you don't wanna go there, yeah, no worries. it's totally cool. A lot of us, including myself, a lot of listeners, were introduced to you through your collaboration with IO on Bad Things. You know, the two of you came up together, made it big together on your respective projects, came up on Mousetrap together. From the outside, it seemed like that should create some competition between the two of you, but there was it seemed like there was real friendship there, a lot of respect for each other. Yeah. I remember watching your EDC set together from 2019 on like someone like someone took it on their phone. Yeah. Uh, and then you recreated it uh, years later, two years out since his passing. Uh, um, is there something about that friendship you still carry with you, still remember? Is there something about I.O. Garrett's music that you still carry with you today? Um, I think he was very inspirational in, in, in both what he did with his career and... Um, Oh, I, I hope it didn't pause. <laughs> <That's> like, <laughs> okay, sick. Um, yeah, I I think Garrett was really inspiration in both his career and just him as a person. I think he was very a very eccentric person in all corners. Um, you know, he, he took this techno thing and and made it catchy and accessible to made it very listenable to the masses and you know definitely had his own style in, in doing so and and you know I, I enjoyed it we, we, we worked uh, pretty uh, what's the word 
not synonymous, synchronously, I guess. Um, yeah, and we just shared like similar interests and in, in, you know what what sounds good, and I think that just made things easier when when it came to collaborating with him. Um, and I think he's also like like in terms of like his personality, like he's he's very like he's very smart, and he he's thought about things in a certain way where I don't think a normal person would and it made me really think about things uh, like I don't I don't know if I want to go too much in depth to it because it's like a very controversial like like subject but one time we went um, we uh, we were playing the show in um, uh, I think it was like Tampa Florida or, or somewhere around Florida it was it's a stereo music festival I don't know if you heard of that yeah. uh, the day after we went to like a TGI Fridays and you know, just had like a couple beers, and he ended up telling me his like philosophy, and 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 it was very like spiritual, and and you know, as much as he like tweets about death and stuff, and just it was just like really eye-opening, like the things that he would tell me, like how he saw it. You know what I mean? Um, and then it's just it's it's just so trippy because I take what he said, and then passed away like like a year later and I was like this is, has to be some crazy joke yeah like, <laughs> I think the first time when I saw the note on the Instagram I was like this this, yeah, must this be, can't be real he went too far this time but it's a joke right like yeah he's talking a lot about death but this time it was this is a big prank yeah, right? yeah. It's, not, it's not happening yeah he's gonna like pop out of a trash gonna say yeah he's, he's gonna be like hey fuckers <laughs> yeah like, yeah, I get that. And between the all the nihilism and sarcasm between the two yeah. of you, I remember the Reddit AMA as well. Yeah, that that one uh, got pretty dirty. <laughs> the jokes that we tell ourselves. Are. But there was there was definitely love and respect there, and I, you know I think the two of you were great collaborators, and we're really happy to see you still making music. Thank you. Um, and doing a really really great job at it. I have to ask because I feel like artists and musicians, especially once we're touring, have an interesting perspective on this, but are you striving to be content in life or happy in life? Content or happy? I've, I've heard that it's not a good thing to strive for happiness. Well, what, what does it mean to be content? Like, at peace? I feel like at peace with, not necessarily with what you have, but like, knowing when to stop and when it's okay to not be trying to reach for something and yeah. feel sad and... Um, I, I find contentness when I am just doing the thing. There's, and, and with that being said, I've, I've never had a goal because uh, you know the the sky isn't even the limit I just have to like keep doing this thing because it's it's something that I feel born to do because and also it's like I don't feel like I'm good at anything else um, but yeah as long, as long as I'm you know doing it and that's just I guess my happiness that I wasn't really chasing for <laughs> as long as you're fulfilled yeah I got it and you're coming to the end of this tour now what's maybe a sentence to describe what this tour has been for you I have really bad memory. <laughs> I think I think it's past my bedtime. <laughs> um, if if I were to describe this tour, I mean, gosh, too difficult. I mean, 
It's 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 been fun. It's 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 been fun. Okay. Yeah. I'll take that. It, I'll take that. <laughs> lots okay. of uh, lots of experiences. Uh, you know, good meeting people. Um, just eating great food before a set. <laughs> you sufficiently dealt with my grilling on both music and personal matters. What's next? <laughs> What's next? Um, is there anything you want to plug now or promote or tell the listeners where to find you? Anything you want to share? Um, well... Oh my god, I love this. He's like, I don't yeah. have to promote anything. Yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I don't, I don't got to tell anyone anything. <laughs> we might I'm, be getting a techno project. I'm just here project. to press the play button, make music. <laughs> I'm going to like take the clip of you saying you've thought about the techno thing and just like blast it off into the universe and yeah, make and everybody then, force you to do it. Yeah. And then not release music for another 10 years. <laughs> and just leave everyone waiting. <laughs> Iska just, like, the whole Iska thing just drops yeah. forever again. We're like, fuck. <laughs> and um, we got a little, got some gifts for you. One is Sweet. this. I don't know if you've ever Oh, my seen God. This. Kinder, nice. <laughs> Have you had this before? Yeah. Well, not maybe not the eggs, but so surprise, huh? <laughs> we understand that these are banned in the U.S. Um, Wait. Like the eggs. The eggs are banned in the U.S. The, the, there's a toy inside. Interesting. There's oh, so that's okay. Now I'm learning something new. So you yeah. guys have the the chocolate. I just feel like I've seen that before, but now that now that you said that yeah. they're banned, now I have to really think about if I've ever seen them before. Yeah. <laughs> so these are banned apparently in the U.S. because the toy inside is a choking hazard. Oh, I see. But inside the chocolate is a toy you can build, encapsulated in a case. Interesting. So that's for you. Sweet. Enjoy. Am I opening this right now? <laughs> Do it. All right, let's see what we got. You might, sometimes you have to like build the toy Google. inside. It's gonna come up with like just bite it. Confetti oh, you everywhere. got it! Oh my god! Oh, look at that! I'm gonna I'm gonna save this for later. <laughs> I just gotta know what the toy is. I'm very curious. The American government thought it's gonna choke on this shit, but yeah, uh, I'm gonna choke on this right now during the interview. <laughs> Sick. A motorcycle. Motorcycle. It's, it's a sign. I've it's been a wanting sign. a motorcycle for the longest time. We also got some, we made some candy bracelets oh, nice. for you. Oh my god, I'm dying. I super glued myself while making these, so <laughs> enjoy. Uh, these are free yeah. listeners. All right. Oh, these are these are high quality, man. Sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, don't don't disrespect the culture. Come on, you got you got to put it. Oh my god, do I gotta? But you have to have it on your on your wrist. Yeah. Wow, I've done this in the most unofficial way always. Easy. Put it on? Yeah. Watch me break them. And then you have to close your eyes and do a backflip. Oh, of course. <laughs> what do we got? Rave Zaddy. Rave Zaddy and GG. I'm with it. <laughs> so whenever, you know, you're on stage and you forget who you are, just look down and remember. My, my identity Zaddy. as a Rave Zaddy. You are the Rave Zaddy. And we're so excited to hear what you have tonight. Thank you so much. Thank you. I enjoyed this conversation, so I think I'll stick around. I won't go to bed <laughs> just yet. I'll, I'll try not to sleep during my set either. <laughs> 
it's gonna be a fun show. Um, and yeah, it was great catching up with you. Talking to you for the first time, I guess. So, yeah, I mean, good luck out there. And <laughs> thanks. Cool, yeah, thanks for having me. Take care. Listening back, that was so chaotic, and I loved every moment of it. It's surprisingly rare that you speak with an artist who is incredibly tuned into every part of their creative work and actively thinking about it all. I suspect some of that just comes with the territory of EDM generally because you're creating the music as a producer but also mastering it and remixing it and performing it. With No Mana there's an added layer where he's doing the visuals, the art, socials. What a punk. I think there's so much more to talk to him about and I have so many more questions so I will be demanding a return. Now that he's opened up a conversation about a techno project, there's no going back and you bet your ass I am not letting that go. I'm also not going to get any sleep until that happens. That is my threat. I wonder I wonder what the brand will be, although I'm fully convinced he could just do it under Iska. That's sort of already edging into Techno World, in my expert opinion. My parting thought is that I don't know, see him live if you can, and listen to his stuff. All of it. As he went on stage, I stopped him to ask for something, and I'm telling you, the state of zen this man had entered was puzzling. I aspire to know that calm. Oh, and I'll be back in two weeks. You can follow me on Instagram and stuff. Whatever. If you want, it's in the description.